Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. So indeed, it is time for us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher in the country. Man, you've got some students doing some great things. We had one of them on last week. I hope you get to you got to catch the interview we had with 13-year-old Ava yep. Bunker. You have some uh, more students out and about. I got some kicking. high school players that have had a hell of a week. I got yeah. five girls this week have had not one, but two competitive best round evers. Personal bests in competition. Mm. Five of them did it twice. Mm. That's pretty cool. It is. It is indeed. And of there's there's something else too, a, a name that will probably live on around this area. Anyhow, Jensen Castle. Oh, yeah. Young lady from the University of Kentucky. Yep. Uh, from South Carolina. You know, basically all of the golf instructors in South Carolina, you guys are, are mostly all friends. So I'm sure she's learned how to play well from, from a very you good friend what? of yours. I, yeah. You know what? I, I do know a lot of them. There's a lot of great teachers down there. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and she just won. And it's a great story, too. If you haven't seen her, didn't watch it. I know a lot of people didn't. But she she just won the um, uh, United States Women's Amateur Championship. That, that's amazing, isn't it? What a huge, what? huge accomplishment. Yeah, for a 20-year-old young lady. And, and the story is pretty good. We're going to get into it when we get into the next segment here. But my question to you is, and we can delve into this more as the show goes on, but I remember in the old days, amateur meant someone who didn't play for money. Prize money, purses. Yeah, prize money. Today, it seems to be more like an amateur is someone who hasn't turned pro yet. <laughs> I guess that was always the case, but now you're right. They're they're kind of thinking about it this way. There's still a, you know, we're talking about this realm of high level golfers that you know at some point they are going to become a professional. Mm-hmm. At it, yeah. right? Yeah, and it just seems like this is one one resume step they need in that in that trip to the professional yeah. ranks. Because uh, I were, think they it's were... just, you know, getting getting accustomed to playing golf at a very highly competitive level at a at a you know in a big time environment. I think that, that that's what that's what a lot of this is. Yeah. And there are some venues for those who are not planning on ever turning pro too that we can talk about as the show goes on. We've got a lot to talk about. We are almost weekend golf guys. We're going to do a lot of talking. We want you to hang out and talk with us, listen a little bit, and just be cool. Be right back. Okay, you know how this advertising works, right? A company says, we want to buy some advertising on your podcast, and they send me samples of their product. I try it, and I tell you exactly how I feel about it. Well, Wild Alaskan Company did that. They sent me a box, a sample of all of their wild-caught fish from Alaskan uh, waters and uh, North Pacific waters, and, and it was delicious, and I told you that. It's called a personal endorsement, but here's the epitome of the personal endorsement. Even though their advertising is going to stop uh, eventually, I'm not going to stop. I signed up. Not send me another free box, guys. I actually signed up as a consumer, got the deal, went to wildalaskancompany.com slash golfguys, got my $15 off my first box, and I am a happy camper. And right now, you can get that $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash golfguys. Again, go there. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash golfguys. You will get $15 off your first box. 
Guys, do you wish there was a holistic solution that promoted both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs and prescriptions? Now there is. Nutrafol. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage while also supporting sex drive, better sleep, and less stress. Nutrafol is recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. And why not? In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after as little as just three months. You too can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code GOLFGUYS to save $15 off your first month subscription. That's the best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, there's free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use the promo code GOLFGUYS. We are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. We are talking about Jensen Castle. Close to our hearts because he's in Indiana. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. And she's yeah. a golfer from the University of Kentucky. So it was nice to see, you know, the word Kentucky emblazoned all over the place. It wasn't quite the, uh, what is it, the, the cream and, and crimson. crimson. Cream and crimson of IU. Of Indiana. But it was the blue and white of the University of Kentucky. I mean, she's good. But the things that happened, I mean, first off, check this out. I mean, this she was in a 12-person playoff for the two remaining spots to get into the field. She was seated number 63 out of 64 for the match play field. <laughs> she was one down with one to play. She tied the in her semifinal match. She tied on the 18th. And won the semifinal on the 19th, both with fantastic putts. You know to get what? herself into the final, which, again, 36 holes, and she was down most of the match. You know what? And pulled it That's out. That's why they play the game. Just like we hear in the NCAA tournament every year, right? Yep. How can a number one seed get their number two seed get beat by a 63 seed, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? Just like that. I Just mean, like the- that, because she did it. And you wonder if the seedings were a little bit off or not. Um, but the, the final was between the 63rd seed and the 45th seed Look, in in the field of 64. That's so, why we play, man. Everybody's yeah. got it. Look, if you're in that field, I don't care whether you're seeded number one or the last one at 64, you can play. And everybody understands this game. John, even you, who's not really a tournament competitor, no. you understand on any given day, one player rises up and another player doesn't quite get there. That's how it happens. That's why they well, play. A- Look at the Ryder Cup. You tell me, why is it that some players rise to the level of occasion in the Ryder Cup and some players don't? I don't know, but some just do. Look at Ian Poulter. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about somebody who always seems to be on top at the Ryder Cup, Ian Poulter. Do we like him? Not that week. Not particularly. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But the point is, is that anything can happen head to head. Anything. You get a bunch of highly competitive people like they did in this, in this USM, right? Highly competitive people. Everybody in that field can flat out play. Right. One break here, one break there, a little bit of momentum swing here, a little bit of momentum swing there. Go back a bunch of years back when Tiger Woods was in that one and had Steve Scott. 
Remember that 36 hole duel? Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. That was great. And that thing almost happened, right? For Steve Scott. He he would have not been relegated to uh to a trivia question. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another story that uh, I saw from Massachusetts. There's a guy to, to show you how, how tough it is. A guy named Jake Schumann, big, big name in amateur ranks around New England, played a lot. And, and he went to become a pro. He couldn't make it. I think his grand total of winnings on the professional circuit were like $3,272, which means he lost about 50000 if you if you take into consideration all of the fees to get in and, and entry fees and travel expenses. I mean, he was playing on the on the PGA Latin American tour. He's yeah. playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, you know, you gotta do a little bit of traveling to get it there. It's so expensive he, uh, stuff, right? Yeah. So so he he decided he was gonna give up on that dream. He was gonna go get a real job, but he still likes to play golf. He still likes to play competitively. So he actually petitioned the USGA to get his amateur status back. I didn't realize that takes an entire year. Yeah. You have to not well, play a professional on a professional level for an entire year before they let you say you're an amateur again. Right. The year isn't up, and he uh, got into uh, the the Massachusetts Bay State Open, which put everybody else in the field in an uproar. There was there was consternation about we can't let this guy play. He's a pro. Yeah. He didn't win. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That doesn't mean win. you're the best player just because you've no. done it for money. That's right. It doesn't mean that at all. And that's there's so many amateurs out there that just flat out get it done, and they can beat some of these top level amateurs can beat anybody. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It used to be like I mean when we when we did just a few years ago, we did the U.S. Amateur Team Championship up at French Lake. That's right. Those those guys were all thirty somethings for the most part. Watching the the amateurs now, both the women's am and the and the, the the men's amateur that's coming up in a couple weeks. Most of them are going to be college golfers. Yeah. So it, it shifted. I'm not. Why has that happened? You know, the, the paradigm shift is coming. Do you have any idea why? Is it just kids are getting more serious about it now? Or they realize that this is something they need to 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 sharpen their skills at or. Yes, you just said it. They okay. need these bigger events. They've got a lot of competition out there at the high level amateur level. And many of them are talking about turning professional. Look, why do people go to college, right? To go earn a living uh, doing something. People get a degree in Mm -hmm. economics or degree in business or a degree in something or other in engineering. And then they go turn professional in engineering or in business or in economics, right? To go earn a living doing it. Or they get a degree in philosophy and deliver pizza for a living. Yeah. True. (laughs) Right. True. So you look at that and you think, tell me what these golfers are doing. They're preparing. Right. Just for like for yeah. life, they're preparing themselves for the potential to earn a bunch of money as a professional, even though the professional ranks are limited in money early on. It's mm-hmm. a tough gig. It is. What is that? 125 max that qualify automatically every year? The rest of them yes. have to work their butts off to get in, get yes, invited. They do. Yes, they do. It's like so, you have to know somebody almost, isn't it? It's not really knowing anybody. It's really performance. I mean, that's okay. what golf is. Okay. It's performance-based. It isn't, hey, I know this guy, and he can keep me on the tour. No. Um, outside of 
you know, a, a great golf instructor, they're not keeping anybody for any other reason on the tour. Mm-hmm. You got to win. You know, people who have won PGA tour tournaments after their, their guaranteed eligibility runs out, they have to earn their way yet again. Right. There are former PGA tour players who have taken a step back and gone back down to the, the corn Ferry tour to go earn their way back in. It is merit based a hundred percent. It is. Yeah. I mean, we have all seen stories of, of guys, even with recognizable names who have lost their card. Yes. Uh, for one reason or another, whether it be, be for injury or non-performance or forgetting how to swing. And who was it? We talked to a few years ago, we had a guy on the air and he's, he said that the, the main fear most of these guys have is waking up someday and just find out that they lost it. Yes. That's a concept that's hard for many people to understand that it can just, it's a fine line of your ability to compete at that level mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. I mean, when you think about a guy, John, what happens to you? an average normal everyday golfer, right? It's got mm-hmm. a job. Well, you don't have a job. You got a radio thing. So <laughs> like, I can't, I can't quite use this as a perfect example. Now can I, <laughs> um, but let's take the average guy. Let's put him in your position for a moment and say that you actually have a job, job mm-hmm. and wife and kids and family. What happens when you just run into a bad stretch and you say, lose your confidence, yeah. What goes on inside of your head? It's, 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 it's a downward spiral. Try to imagine that with a guy who's out there making a living doing it. Yeah. How much worse is it when you know it's your livelihood? Yeah. How much panic. worse is it when you know that you're either going to get a paycheck or you're not? Yeah. How much worse is it when you know that your whole life's dreams are about to go away because you're losing your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is that? And how hard is it to get it back at the highest levels of the game competing against other people who are not losing their confidence? Yeah. Right. That's it. And it is, it is a high level and, We've got some things that you can do if if you're not at that high level, but you still enjoy the thrill of competing. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about those when we when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. We got it all right here. Don't you move. I got invited by a friend to come play golf at his course. He lives on that course, by the way. He lives on the 13th hole. It's a par three. Got a lot of water in the front. When we got done, he said, why don't you come on over, John? We'll hang out on the back deck and we'll just laugh at people who missed the green, put it in the water. Sounds like a good time to me. So we went over, just hanging out, and he came out. So he said, let me get you a drink. And he didn't ask what I wanted. He just came out, and he had Arnold Palmer spiked. He said, man... I've been listening to you talk about this stuff. It sounded delicious. They sell it at convenience stores just up the street from me. And you're right. It's absolutely delicious. If I tell you it's absolutely delicious, if I tell you it is a great refreshing combination of fresh brewed tea, fresh fruit juice with a little kick, trust me, I know whereof I speak. Just go to arnoldpalmerspike.com slash golfguys and find a place near you. You may find the convenience store just up the street from you sells it too. Check out where you can get it at arnoldpalmerspike.com slash golfguys or you can search for it on Drizzly and Instagram. 
Instacart, but I'd try ArnoldPalmerSpike.com slash golf guys, okay? Thank you. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. All right, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher, going to uh, teach you the error of your ways. You've got a, a student who, uh, in, the, in the break, texted you who was playing yeah. in one of these high-level amateur competitions we've been talking about. Yeah. Who seems to have fallen upon some uh, some woes that so many of us fall upon. It seems to be the first thing to go. It's the putting. For other people, they struggle with the driver, right? And other okay. people, they suffer with the wedges. Everybody suffers a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. but and, and nobody's on top of their game all the time. No. You watch it on television. Where why is it that that Dustin Johnson is not always the best player? Why is yeah. it that John Rahm is not always the best player? Why is it it's up and down and up and down? Why is it Rory is not always the best player? You can have one of these guys win one week and not make the cut the next. Yeah. Yeah. Human variability. We're all that way for one reason or another. Sometimes you get John, you play in a, an event here or there, and all of a sudden you get to a level of competitiveness that you're just not used to that next level yeah yeah right yeah so you play in a lot of scrambles what happens if i throw you into a stroke play club championship how you feeling nervous why almost out of my element That's i'm not I mean. used to it not used to it i haven't practiced i just gave you something that you haven't been there yet right and all of a sudden you thought "Ooh, this one's a bigger deal yeah high school kids that i work with all the time Nine-hole match? Yeah, no problem. 18-hole tournament? Yeah, okay. A little bit nervous. Here comes a sectional championship. Now, all of a sudden, ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. Right? How about the regional championship? Ooh. Now we're talking. And then they make it to the state championship in the finals. Uh-oh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same thing. So every, every time a player moves from one level of tournament to the next, they find a new hurdle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it's emotional. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes, heck, John, you just don't have it that day. Yeah. Some days you go up there and you make every putt you've looked at and you go out and shoot your best score. And the next day you wake up and it's another day. Nothing special. It's another day. And you can't sink a putt to save your life. You know, there are some days, this this is something I don't understand, and I, I don't know from whence it comes. But there are some days I can, even me, can go to a golf course, and I can see the line of the putt. Yeah. Almost like I'm following someone else's trail on that green from where my ball is to the, I can see. Yeah, isn't it amazing the, what our brains can do? Yeah. And then there are other days when I haven't the slightest idea where that ball is going to go. Just foggy. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. The human element shows uh, itself again, right? Yep. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So yeah. how about this, John? I, I've got a, a great student of mine. She's a friend as well. She's a great college coach. Mm-hmm. She coaches out at Bellevue University in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Her name is Shelly Littick. Not only is she a great competitor, but 
good coach as well. But, you know, I, I get to work with her. She comes to see me at Timbergate and I, and I worked with her one time down in Orlando, Florida. And, um, we do things online and she sends me one of her, her college students. And we've actually had her on a show before. Her name was Allison Temple. And okay. Allison got to play in the national championships earlier this year. And I had only worked with her three times, but it was with a computer in between us. Mm-hmm. So I've done the, the thing with Shelly with the computer in between us, right? So she's out there on the range, got her tripod set up, you know, and I'm working on a couple of things with her and I'm sitting here in the studio and we're talking like you and I are right now. Right. And um, so I've done that a few times with Shelly. And uh, so that kind of stuff really works. A year ago, Shelly won the Nebraska State Women's Senior Amateur title. Big, gigantic trophy, right? Whoa. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guess what? Last week, she repeated. All right. <laughs> another win, back-to-back wins on the Nebraska State Senior Amateur Women's title. How about that? That's not too shabby at all. Right. So here she is. And she found the way to step up to the challenge, not once, but twice. Right. That's big stuff, right? Yeah. So she's a, a, a relative uh, – she's in the moment, let's say it this way. Mm-hmm. When now she's – when she talks to her own students, her own college team, she understands exactly what they go through in the competitive environment because she's still active in it. Right. right? That's yeah. a big deal. It is. Right? It is. So because then she's got relevance when she speaks about some of the things she'll speak about to her players on how to prepare yourself emotionally and mentally for your tournament. And what do you have to do? So she's out there in, in Omaha and she gets some good players coming to her and her players come to her because not only is she a good coach, but also they can realize that she's also a good player so that they can, she can help them be better players from a player's perspective, not just a college golf coach perspective. So she's got it going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Learning some, of the things, play. some of the things that, that I've seen go on in those kind of um, situations, like the, the women's amateur that we just watched this past weekend. Mm-hmm. There was one thing that I kind of, I'm a cynic and the, the announcers were all, kind of strangely mentioning over and over again with disbelief how how long putts were being given how generous especially Jensen Castle was being with her opponent on giving putts that many of the uh and and Cheyenne Woods and um I'm sorry another very prominent woman from the LPGA were doing the the commentary, um, but both of them were questioning the intelligence of giving pots like that to their opponents. And I said, you know, what I think she's doing is I think she's just being very lax to have her opponent relax. And that's exactly what happened. The entire round, Jensen Castle was giving pots of four feet and above just giving them just, yeah, it's good. Pick it up. Let's go on on the 18th green. Her opponent had to sink a five foot putt to win. 
She yep. missed it. She missed yep. it because it was the first five foot putt she had been over all around. You know, I've I've dealt with that strategy before. Mm -hmm. And and that's I a double edged genius, sword. Man. Right? <laughs> and that's a double edged sword, right? You're you're taking the gamble a 50-50 shot mm -hmm. at that scenario working in your favor. Yeah. So the gamble is this, right? You give, 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 and then all of a sudden you stop giving and all of a sudden you put the pressure on them at that moment. Yeah. But what if they miss the other one? You're now one hole up. Well, yeah, that's true. Right? And now all of a sudden that's a different kind of pressure because that player now has to go. She's one hole down now because she just missed that putt. So now she's got to press a little bit. And mm -hmm. sometimes matches go different ways. People use different strategies like that in match play, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we just talked about the, the balancing act that, right? So it's, it's, are you really going to do that? Putting yourself in a situation where it could get down to the very end when you don't have much time or few holes left to come back from the make if they make it. Yeah. If they miss it, you win. If they make it, you go on. But maybe now, now the momentum, you just, they made it and now they've got the mo. So it, it's, a, it's a big gamble on match play, right? It is. It is. There is one question that it, it popped up in my head, though, and um, I have I have heard different people give different answers, but I'll go right to Mr. Rules Man here. Put your rules hat on for a second. Okay. Okay. I'm in a match play match, and I have a six-foot putt, and for one reason or another, my opponent says, hey, that's good, and gets up and walks off the green. Can I still take that putt just for practice, or do I have to pick the ball up and walk off? You don't have to pick it up and walk off. He's given it to you. It's been okay, conceded. So, okay. So, so then anything you can stand there and practice okay. and go to the next hole and there's no miss make or anything. No, he's already given it to you. It's been okay. conceded. You're done. Okay. You've got the hole or you've got the half or whatever the heck that he gave. He gave right. it to just, you. Just run. You're allowed it. to stand there and putt. Okay, cool. Because he just took the pressure away. Yeah. So if yeah, you stand so there you, and putt it anyway, all you're doing yeah. is you're doing it and it's just like putting it on the putting green, but see, you, you haven't slowed up play by making that putt. And you know, yeah. So as long but as you, you are proving, slowed up the you are proving behind, to yourself that you can make a putt of that length if you want to, but there, know, when mean, he took away the pressure, yeah, it's not the same scenario and you know it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without those knees knocking is totally different standing over that. putt. It is. So yeah. when I'm deciding to give the putt, I'll actually, you know, if he's got his ball down there, I'll actually go stand in front of him and give him the putt and still stand there on the line so that way he just doesn't do it. If, if my goal is to give you a putt to effectively put more pressure on you later in the round, mm -hmm. I'll just stand there in between you and the, the hole anyway because <laughs> now I've, I've given you the putt yeah, and then I'll just put my hand on your shoulder and say, let's go, let's move on. And then yeah. you won't go back and drop it. Because now that that's socially awkward. That's true. Yeah. 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 Would look so terrible. So I want to make sure that, that I'm not giving you the opportunity, even without any pressure on it, to make the putt. I got you. That's cool. And and let's, let, when we come back, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, technique and, and um, gamesmanship. And if, if uh, match play is a more fair type of competition for those level of, of competitions than stroke play would be. 
we'll, we are those weekend golf guys, and, and we're coming right back. Don't you worry. Do you know what this sound is? That's my face after shaving with my old razor. You know what this sound is? My new razor. It's from Harry's. It is sharper. You can you can have people tell you, yeah, get this razor. It's going to be closer and, you know, sharper blades closer. They're going to stay sharper longer. And you're going to go, yeah, right. That's what everybody says. And then you go and you see how much a Harry's razor blade costs. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. That is so much less expensive than the stuff I've been using. I am going to try it. And then you try it and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. It is so much closer than what I have been using. Why haven't I done this before? Do it now. We got a deal. Harrys.com slash golf guys. Go there now and you'll get a five blade razor, a weighted ergonomic handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel blade cover. That's a $13 value and you'll get it all for just three bucks. Never been a better time. $13 value for three bucks. Go to Harrys.com slash golf guys. Redeem that offer and try the best razor you have ever used and try it now. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-4051. That's 800-705-4051. Again, 800-705-4051. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We're talking about competition, competitiveness. Want to let you know, too, that this uh, this particular segment of those weekend golf guys is brought to you by Arnold Palmer Spiked. They said, hey, guys, when you get in there and you start talking about some uh, you know, some some real fun stuff, we'll pay for it. I said, well, cool. <laughs> They're not going to pay for the other stuff that's boring? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I don't know if you can find any Arnold Palmer Spike that, uh, at your golf course or not, but um, go go to this website right here, arnoldpalmerspiked.com slash golf guys, and you can uh, find where you can get it. And if you can't get it at the at the clubhouse uh, for ask your for particular golf course, ask them to get it because it's real brewed iced tea. It's real fruit juice, and it's got a little kick to it. You know, a little something in there. Yeah, you you find when you get maybe it's just a, an amateur thing. I don't know, but the USGA their championships a lot of them seem to be match play. NCAA yeah. a lot of their championships seem to be match play. Professional ranks and match play is the exception, not the rule. Well, there's a few things, right? Match play takes a long time, right? The World Golf Championship match play, you know, they can get one of those done in four days' time, but, you know, there's the field's limited. That's true. 64, 32, 16, 8, 4, 2, 1. That's a lot of going on in four days' time. And, you know, there's the PJ Tour. You know, they got 120, 144-man fields. How are you going to pull that off? Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, th- there's some there's some logistical things there. But we like some of the match play stuff. It's fun. There's a lot of look, a lot of the competitive golf between guys that are just out there is is a lot of match play stuff because they don't want to admit they're going to go shoot 95. They don't want that outcome. They want to go beat their buddy. Yeah. And they don't care. You know, they'd rather do it in the fact that I don't care about the my total number of strokes some days. I care if I beat John. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, so John I think and I are going to go compete hole by hole. I think it's more fun myself. What well, keeps uh, you in the game. Right. That's what I was going to say. How good are you really going to have a, a day? Are you going to have when you make a 10 on the second hole? Yeah, you're not. Right. Because you're out of it and you're miserable the whole time because you just shot your number. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you're saying to yourself, why bother? You know, as opposed to, yeah, I'm still in the next hole. Yeah. And the next one after that. Yeah. And the next one after that. Because if you shoot your 10 and I shoot my four, you're only down one. So you're feeling pretty good about the action because you're only down one. It's the same thing if you, if you made a five. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with that deal, I win all ties, you know, you'll be fine. It'll be fun. We'll just bring I, a I, box I, of bow ties for you and hand you those. Here you go. You can have that. <laughs> you win all those ties. I, no, I, just for, for amateurs especially, I just think it's a, a, a more even field type of competition. You know, because we, so. we talk all the time about how golf handicaps people so that those of varying degrees of talent can equally compete against each other. And that's how they do it, right? I'm, you know, John, you say, hey, I'm carrying an eight. And, and I go, okay, I got to give you eight shots so right. we can fairly compete. And we go about it in a, in a normal manner, right? We go put a dot on the card on the hole where you get a stroke on the number one through number eight handicap holes. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, we are fairly competing on a hole-by-hole -hole basis. So then we can compete match play that way. Or we could even use that handicap system and play complete in stroke play and just say, okay, my total was this, your total was that. And then, okay, now subtract your eight. And that's what you shot net. Right. Okay. So there's different ways of going about it. So we could go hole by hole using the handicap system, or we could go by the whole thing using mm -hmm. the handicap system. So that's the reason that there is a handicap system so that you and I could compete fairly against right. each other. And even, even differing, dif differing T's. Yeah. That's right. It's pretty simple. It is. By it's the way, simple. when we play, you will not be playing from the forward tees. <laughs> and I will not be playing from the all back tees. <laughs> you will I play tees that we can enjoy, but you will not be cheating, you thieving chunk of. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what, what's this cheating you're talking about? No, come on. <laughs> because. I know when you go play in a scramble, the first thing you say is, oh, let's go check and see what the senior rule is. Don't we get to play from the forward tees so that you can hit your normal drive out there and all of a sudden go, oh, look, I got a 65-yard advantage over the rest of my guys. We get to choose this, my ball. Yes. That's how it is. Is your face completely red with embarrassment now? Because it should be, you thieving chunk of. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Curses. Yeah. <laughs> he found me out. You, sir, have been busted. Out on spread. the radio for Please playing spread that around. forward tees when he shouldn't be. Hey, I worked hard to get this old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I've had to do to survive this long, yes, man. Yes, hey. <laughs> Look. A medal is one thing, but putting you on the forward tees is another thing. Okay, <laughs> we'll let you there have was, the medal. When we when we played up at um, Prairie View, we played from the the forward tees, senior tees, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, 
I don't think I had a second shot with anything higher than my nine iron. There was one, there was one hole par five. I had to pull out a seven iron and I went, wow, this is the first time today. I've even pulled this club out of the bag, <laughs> but it was, it was driver eight driver, nine driver wedge. Mostly it was driver wedge. Because I was just within 120. The evidence runs. is right out there, folks. He's admitting <laughs> it right on national radio. He's playing tees that he's playing driver wedge instead of, and driver nine irons. Give him credit. He actually threw in nine iron and eight iron every once in a while. Uh-huh. That's usually eight iron when you hit a poor drive. But let's <laughs> think about it. What about those people that you're competing against who are hitting driver six iron and seven iron and sometimes eight, five, six, seven, eight, and you're hitting driver wedge? Hello. Mr. Red-Faced hey. Golfer. Yeah? <laughs> Got it. Now, you need to keep that on the QT, Jeff, please. Yeah. Okay. So, here we are, folks. We have now managed to take a guy who talks for a living and stolen all the words from his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? It's fun though, but I mean, you know, you you watch you watch the guys on TV. I, mean, I saw Bryson DeChambeau or DeChambeau or however, whatever syllable of his name you're supposed to accent. He had a pitching was 180 yards, and he looked so yeah. uncomfortable doing it. So if he can do driver pitching wedge, why can't I? You know, come on, um, man. <laughs> I understand the tee it forward thing, right? I yeah. get that. I'm I'm a big fan of everybody playing the correct set of tees so they can all have fun. But when you're going to go compete against the field in some scramble, John, you go, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm age advantaged here, folks. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I, I have no idea what I've had to do to get this old. Okay, I mean it wasn't it wasn't easy making it to this particular age, buddy. Here's the thing that's the worst part about all this. So here I am giving you the needle, razzing you. Mm-hmm. about being in a scramble and always choosing your ball. And here you are bragging about the fact you're getting driver wedge into the whole thing. Here's the worst part about it all. How many scrambles have you played in the last two years, John, when you've been doing this and how many have you won? Oh. <laughs> Ouch. You know, that's just because we refuse to cheat <laughs> in some other way. <laughs> Boom. Okay. I Shall we you. talk about putting again? Yes, let's talk about putting because that seems okay. to be the nemesis of most of us, man. No matter no matter how how close we are when we start, how how few shots we take to get to the green, the greens seem to be the great equalizer among everyone, no matter their handicap or their age. The the, the hardest thing that that people do when they go to these scrambles and they play is they watch the other player and where they're lined up, and they watch it, and then they listen to the player say what he or she did first. They miss it a little left, and instead of just watching the ball, they'll listen to the guy and go, oh, I pulled it. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, the evidence that they have, you know, the last guy putting, he should, like, put headphones on or put some earplugs in or something mm-hmm. because he's had three balls to tell him what the putt's going to do and the area of the putt and where it's going to break and all that, all you had to do was look at it, mm-hmm. watch it. But the problem is, is the players always, the ones they miss, they instantly say what they did. Oh, no, I did this. I don't. I did that. And usually erroneously say what they did wrong. Yeah. Because 
you know, it's people don't read greens very well and they sure don't mm-hmm. aim their putter face at where they think they are and pretty tough gig. Right. Yep. But they all say something. And that's like the bane of every fourth golfer in the group. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause I played in scrambles and I insist on going last and I have to listen to that stuff. <laughs> oh no, make it go over that spot. And then, and then somebody makes it go over that spot. It was a terrible read. And they're all three people guessing right in front of you. And I go up and do my aim point and, and go do things. And I've got a handle on what's going to happen already. And I already know where I'm going to go. Yeah. And then I just go set it up and make the putt. And they just look at me like, yeah, it's great. You saw me miss that one to the left. And that's what made you adjust. I'm like, no, stop talking. It's not why. Yeah, if you say so. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can read, I can aim my putter face, I can start my ball on that line, I can hit it at the right speed. That's yeah. why. So the, the people who are putting, you know, the, the average Joe, that they could go out there and they could help themselves be way better at golf. Match play, stroke play, doesn't matter. Again, the scrambles doesn't matter. Go to the putting green first. You know, show up at the round and, and go chip. Watch the speed of the greens. Go putt, get the speed of the greens. And then go start making a handful of small, you know, five, six footers and three footers and four footers around a hole. And then all of a sudden you can start to know that your putter face is aimed in the right spot. Go putt some for distance. And so, you know, you got your speed control down, right? Just learn some of that stuff and practice it before you go out for your next round of golf, because you'll make yourself better. And then you won't be full of, yeah, yeah. You see that one, John, I, I pulled that. You got to go in this one a little bit over here. You won't, you won't be out there saying stuff like that because you'll just make your putts. Yeah. And then I they'll be congratulating you. Maybe it's just some of the stuff you've been preaching to me for the past seven years has finally sunk in. I've been preaching it for nine, John. I've, you've only listened for the last seven. I've only listened for seven. <laughs> and paid attention <laughs> for about two. <laughs> right. But, you were listening just to, for editing. You weren't listening to actually get... <laughs> get better. Otherwise you'd have been better five, six, seven years ago. My last three rounds combined. I had a total of two, three putts period. Ow. My, my putts are, are all stopping my first, my first try, no matter how far away it is, are all stopping within gimme range. I have very easy second putts. I'm not sure why I'm doing it. I, I for some reason, and again, I, I know, I know what I'm doing is, is I finally got, got my speed controlled down, but I'm not sure how, <laughs> you know, I couldn't show someone else how to do that. Right. I just know that suddenly it's working for me. Another one of the frustrations of this game, like when I played with that guy a couple of weeks ago who shot his age, 71 years old, and I asked him how a guy with a bum knee who walked on a crutch from cart to the ball could hit a driver 265 yards. He said, I have no idea. I just do. It's like, yeah, well, okay. there's that whole angle of attack and swing speed and center face contact thing that he's got going for him. Yeah, yeah. It's, but he's just not sure how it all happened. I think he said he took a lesson once. That could help. Couldn't it could. <laughs> we'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. I have to assume here that those weekend golf guys is not the only 
piece of entertainment to which you listened. I'm sure you have heard and seen other people talking to you about Relief Factor. You know, and their stories are about the same as, as mine. My wife, of course, a critical care nurse on her feet 12 hours a night. I play a lot of golf. Both of us have bad knees. They don't hurt. It's remarkable. I won't use the word miraculous, but I will use the word remarkable. I was skeptical. Now I am a believer. Everyday aches and pains. You got them too? Remember, Relief Factor, 100% drug-free and designed to be taken every day so you can get out and stay out of pain. I want to make it as easy as possible for you to try it. Try Relief Factor with their three-week quick start. It's been discounted to just $19.95. Here's what you do. Go to relieffactor.com slash weekend and order that three-week quick start for yourself. Again, to claim your three-week quick start for $19.95, go to relieffactor.com slash weekend. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testofin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text SPARK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SPARK to 321321. That's SPARK to 321 one three two one It is Ask Those Weekend Golf Guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Did you get the July issue of Golf Magazine and cut it out? Got Jeff's picture and a little story about him and the whole nine yards in there as one of Golf Magazine's top 100 teachers. We have congratulated him numerous times, but something that bears repeating. Again, we've been talking about competing. It is fun to get out there outside of your group of friends and compete. Whether it be for prizes or for grins and giggles, it matters not. It just, it adds another level of fun to the game. You know, it does. You know, anytime you can put a smile on your face when you're on a golf course, you, you probably ought to be doing it. When, and, uh, when you're competing and you're doing things and you get a little little action on it, right? It doesn't have to be a bet of money. It can be just any old kind of game that you want to play. Make it fun. Yeah. Right. Get yourself exactly. some some get your competitive juices going. Everybody's competitive. And and don't worry about it. I mean, you know, somebody says, Hey, you want to play a buck a hole? Well, okay, so what's the most you're gonna lose? 18 bucks? Um, you know? actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but I mean, even if even if you were being beaten by the group you were playing with for all all the holes, you'd lose a total of eighteen dollars, which you know, is a burger and fries at the clubhouse afterwards. Don't think about it. Don't think about losing 18 bucks. Think about winning 18 bucks. You know, I don't know which would be less pressure. It's not the 18 bucks either. So we used to do this thing when we were younger, we would compete for different things. We had some fun little gambling games going on. John, we used to compete for certain things. We would bet each other that they could do something or I could do something. Right. So John, I'm going to make you a bet that I can get this ball up and down. And we would count how many bets we won on what we competed on. Like on this shot, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then whoever had the most won bets on themselves, Mm -hmm. the other guy, the loser of that, had to clean the other guy's clubs right in front of the pro shop window. (laughs) 
the end of the round. <laughs> oh boy. For no tip. For no tip. <laughs> no tip. That was it. No tip for you. Those oh, weekendgolfguys.com. Yeah. That's where you can go. You can listen to any show we have done in the nine years we've been around because they're all archived there. I uh, would like you to go and follow us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash golf guys. If you would do that, we would appreciate it. And once again, just check out arnoldpalmerspike.com slash golf guys. Find out where in your community you can buy Arnold Palmer Spikes because it is probably the most refreshing refreshing drink you can have out there on a golf course. So see if they can uh, stock it up at the pro shop for you. Until then, man, I mean, go out and, and play for, you know, money, play for grins, play for giggles, stroke play, play match play. Just please go play some golf. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.